Amy and Rachel, and welcome to episode one of Spark for Spark. We are so excited to be here. Here is the gist, the skinny, whatever you want to call it. We are adults who met professionally. I know, right? Are, are we adults? We'll fact check that later. But we are two frenzies from work, um, and we have decided to explore a different kind of friendship. Um, so this is the very chaotic, spontaneous, weird, I don't know, journey of us actually getting to know each other after a year and a half of knowing each other. So sit back and enjoy. Today we're going to be talking about making friends as adults. I have no idea where this is going to go. Um, so buckle up and here we go. Rachel, how about you start us? Oh, burn. Oh, okay. oh no. I'm not the responsible adult. That's something you should already know. Yeah, I think when we we decided we wanted to do this first, but then we're like, that's a cute idea. You probably should have more than that to start off with. And I started thinking um, one day during one of my walks, like kind of, well, what things do we, you know, kind of, because we do similar things, but not the same things for work. And so I was like, well, what, what could we talk about? That's not us having to come in and do more work. Mm -hmm. Um, and I thought, well, I know some things about you and they're pretty, like, not all of it is surfacey, right? Like we know some pretty serious things about each other. And it made me start thinking like, how did, how do you even make friends as an adult when it's not from another place on purpose or like somebody didn't kind of stick you together or whatever. And then I started thinking about how did we make friends as kids? Like, I don't even, how did that even happen? And like, how do you make friends in different stages of your life? And I started thinking about how I know like some of these serious things about you, but I don't know, like little kid fun things about you that what, if what we is were, your favorite color right? <laughs> is that a requirement like, for us being like outside of work friends like what what are the rules where you're like here are my actual friends here are my like periphery friends here are my acquaintances like what is the information that pulls you from sort of one loop to the next loop where like yes. we end up being like frenzies everywhere in all the spheres. yes yes <laughs> So I decided I needed to know some little kid friend things about you that, I mean, we would know if we had been childhood friends or friends from maybe, you know, college or something like that. But um, so, yeah, so I just wanted to know some of those things. And I thought, well, could this be what this is about? And you're like, I think, I think maybe it could be what this is about and that we are both awkward people and we do well modeling for other people, not being authentic and not having to be a certain thing. And so here we are to model authentically being awkward for other people to kind of learn how to make friends or like maybe a question to ask a new friend or even an old friend that you realize, wait, I don't even know that about the friends I already have. That might be a fun question to ask. So, um, yeah. Interesting. It. It's like, it's because it's, like it's exactly what you said like we've met each other in such a circumstance that like professionally there are things we need to know about each other like there are things that have come up um that make total sense with us like in a professional space together 
But then you realize like, hey, like we've like bonded in this really specific way. And all of these regular things that a person would know about another person if they met casually, like it's interesting that like we've logged so many hours together as friends, right? But like, because they had such a specific context, I feel like we left most of the normal, like, what do you take coffee behind? (laughs) Like, we're all so many different countries. Like, I've never gone for coffee with you, which is so weird. Um, But like, what a great sort of way to get together. What a great way for people who are kind of like us, who are having a bit of trouble maybe making friends as adults or are making friends, but having trouble sort of pulling them into that interior loop where like now we're like frenzy frenzies. We're like, I can see something in a store and send it to you and be like absolutely certain that it will be perfect, like right down to the color, right? Like kind of interesting bridging this gap kind of between countries as well. But like, that's such a great question like going back to like how did we make friends as kids like how did we make friends as kids like I feel like they were very um sort of situation based where you would make a friend in one place and you could be like die hard besties but still if you took them out of context they're not your best friend like I don't know about you but like when I was a kid we moved all the time like it was just like every year or two we were in a different city like hours from where we lived before like it was back when like you had to pay for the telephone at a certain time of day so it's like I was kind of too young to keep those connections going like outside like we didn't really have pen pals I didn't know where anybody lived um and so for me even as a kid it was difficult to like maintain relationships because I was kind of being pulled out and put Mm -hmm. in place every couple of years and then of course like I got really shy because like I'm the weirdo who just showed up in the middle of nowhere because like we were in a lot of small towns Mm -hmm. like one of the places that I grew up where my sister was born like following a tractor down the road was like not abnormal or weird like no one was ever in a rush because stuck behind the tractor like what are you gonna do um and so like being sort of dropped into these really insular towns um it became kind of hard to make friends because as I got older everyone already had their kind of click set up already and I was shy and weird and sort of was trying to be the last place I was in and was getting dropped into this new place and like what do you do (laughs) like so I'm like I'm finding that pattern kind of repeating in as an adult where I'm kind of dropping into these different groups and it's great for a while but like I feel like I don't always fit in perfectly like they don't feel like like oh like we just go together and we're friends in a whole bunch of different spheres um where yeah like people are transitional and they're just okay with you everywhere like as I'm getting sort of older kind of getting really settled into who I am kind of I will not accept any form of bullshit anymore like I'm cool having no friends versus crappy friends um I found like relationships like ours have really blossomed because I'm like oh my god we're the same kind of weird we should be friends oh my god and as we're like sort of coming into these different places like professionally and then like starting other sort of friends group things together starting this podcast together I think it's so interesting um that kind of coming in and being like this is my weird flag and I'm flying it Mm -hmm. um that it has for the first time ever really drawn a couple of key people into my life that kind of makes sense everywhere if that makes sense yeah it does but also like what are your favorite colors because that I don't know why that feels so important to me (laughs) I know exact shape like I need like the hex number from you okay (laughs) right I mean thankfully you've painted your your wall my very favorite color so that helps happy accident (laughs) 
that did, that did like seal a deal for sure. But I think there's, there's a couple of things that you said that really resonate with me. The first one being, you might have a really good friend in a certain space, but the reality is that even as adults, like you might have a really good work friendship with somebody, but they would like to do this thing after work and you would like to do this thing and none of your other things actually meet. And I think I went through a period of time in my life where, um, I had like several different groups of friends, but nobody really crossed paths necessarily. And I, um, I didn't move a ton growing up, but we've moved a ton as a military family in my adulthood. And because I got married when I was 20, that's been like my whole adulthood, but we did move once significantly when I was younger. And it was a similar thing to a very small town and everybody kind of already had their people and lots of people were related to each other. And so like, if you weren't part of them, you were never going to be part of them. And, um, there was even like a little phrase in the yearbook that like a bunch of people our senior year put in their activities and quotes and whatever that like demarcated the rest of us from be, you know, like, oh, we're the group that's been here this whole time, which I don't know is necessarily something to be proud of, depending on how you felt about the place. But like, I was ready to peace out before I ever got there. And so um, that's not to say there weren't wonderful things about the place. And especially now as an adult, looking back, I can really appreciate some of some of the things that I didn't appreciate at the time, but it was very hard. Um, you know, I had friends outside of our school, but because it was such a small town, we were far away from everyone. And so if I had a friend from another school, it was a 45 minute hour hour and a half drive to get to them, which when you're depending on somebody else to bring you places for a period of time is not always the most helpful. And then, um, you know, just realizing too, that I liked what you said, kind of, we're the same kind of weird, but I think also it's meeting people that have several of your same kind of weird and then being really interested and excited to create space for the weird parts of us that are not the same and like being super happy to have that there. Whereas most people are like, if this isn't exactly like me, then I don't know how we can be here having this relationship together or, um, they assume things about the other person and how they process life and live their life and everything that it's going to be exactly like you. And sometimes you have a friendship of like one person who processes things verbally and needs to call you the second anything's happen and like say all the things. And one of you might not be that way. And how do those things play out in being good friends? And I think the thing that's similar for us is that we're both interested in people being their most authentic selves and we're okay learning how to understand somebody that's not just like us. That's not mm-hmm. the thing that is, you know, the make or break of yeah. the situation. It's so. almost the glue that holds it together. Like, please show me your, is there a weird that I don't know about? Like, <laughs> that, that I, I could have? participate in? <laughs> 
sure, please share. <laughs> this is going to make everything even better. Like mm-hmm. I've never, I love um, when you're sort of in a conversation with somebody, you're like, wow, that really made me think like, even if I don't agree, like, wow, like that opened a door to something that I had kind of never considered. And like, how do I feel about that? And how does that make me feel about you? Like, how has this sort of shifted stuff from us? Or like, are we still neutral? Did we get closer? Because now I understand this piece about who you are. And like that curiosity, like I am insatiably curious about pretty much anything. Like I used to work at a patent office and like was all over it. Like it was the most exciting thing I'd ever done. Then I worked as a manager at a law firm. And that was the most, like was reading like the law society rules to like understand the spoliation regulations which is like how long you can keep records like it was the most interesting thing I'd ever done and so like having people who are openly like this is who I am and this is what it's like um to sort of be in my universe like to have that curiosity pass over and be like please more weird all your weird all at once mm-hmm. um and again like as an adult finally finding those people who are like well here it is take it or leave it um I find that like suddenly like it was since like the the great panini sort of hit, like I realized that I was everybody's second friend, which mm-hmm. I hadn't realized before because I was in such tight-knit groups. Um, like I always have small groups of friends. I'm not somebody who likes to know hundreds of people. I'm very introverted, find that very draining. Um, but so I had this like core group of friends and we did everything together. Like we were together, like we were together the night before the world closed. Like we saw the cats movie and we swear we cursed the world. Um, but like, so we used to do stuff all the time and then like Coco Roro hit and suddenly like everyone was gone. And it was because everybody was like, I only have the emotional capacity to like zoom with one person and it's not you. And I was just like, Oh, like, this is lonely. (laughs) Like, this is like a whole new kind of terrible. Like I've had, like, as a kid, like we ended up places where I got bullied and like spent a year or two with nobody. Um, I had places where I was extremely popular, um, and just had to like kind of shape shift to be everywhere. And I realized like kind of when everybody disappeared, that was potentially the reason it was that those links were so superficial where I was the friend who like provided you with a specific service. I was the admin friend who could schedule everyone and send out reminders and always send the emails on time. I was like the friend who would rabbit hole into something. If you needed help, I had a friend who was really struggling with her landlord and I was a landlord at the time. Um, and so I had like already memorized all the rules and stuff. And so I was like trying to help her fill out forms. I was trying to help her like, you don't have to talk to them about this. You should be talking to the city to get that fixed. Um, and like, we had these two years and like, I wouldn't hear from her for months. And like, this is nothing against her. Like, I know things about her that make this make total sense. And like, right. harmed by this, but it was hard for me being so lonely for so many like years now mm-hmm. and having people just call in and be like, Hey, like, I really need help. Like, which form is this? Like, or Hey, like I'm having this problem. Like, what is this? And like, in the beginning, like I, I know my friends, I know they have trouble initiating stuff. Like that's nothing bad against them. Like, like I said, I know the reasons that that exists, but it was like, after like a year of me, like having it in my calendar to reach out to people, I was like, okay, I'm exhausted. I'm just going to leave it and see how long it takes someone to reach out to me. Yeah. Oh, I know that. I know that one. Yeah. Burn. Okay. Like, and it was like, it hurt me like a lot, like to be honest, like it hurt a lot, um, especially because I was alone and we had just moved until so all our neighbors were different. And so like, I literally didn't know any humans because we were all supposed to be a hockey stick apart. It's like, how do you meet people? Um, but yeah, it was just such an interesting time and it kind of clicked 
after like six months of no one reaching out to me. And like, when I hear about people, like they've been talking constantly to someone else, it was like, oh, like, I think I'm the second friend. And like, I totally get that everyone's at capacity. Totally get it. Like, this is a time in our lives where people get lots of leeway, lots of grace. Like I said, I'm still really good friends with these people. Um, but a couple of people you included really sort of shine through. Like it was such an interesting experience when like a couple of days ago, like you were definitely teasing me that my TikToks were coming in later and later at night. <laughs> you were like, Hey, I know you have trouble sleeping. And I'm noticing that these, I noticed that I like woke up to like 21 TikToks at like four in the morning. Are you okay? And I was like, I like don't even know how to answer that because like nobody notices those things. Um, and so it was just so interesting to realize that I had kind of shifted into a different kind of adult friendship where it feels so much more reciprocal. Like I had another friend who was actually a roommate of another friend. They called me their like silent third roommate because I was there all the time. Um, and I wasn't really friends with this person while she was living with my actual friend who I was there all the time hanging out with, but she ended up moving here and we're neighbors now. Um, and we hang out all the time. And she's one of these people who's like, oh my God, our weirds match. Like who even knew? Like, this is hilarious. And now we're like besties. And it's the same where like she had to, um, she had to move for a couple of months because they're renovating and we're just keeping up with each other all the time. Like it's not, it's like she didn't even leave. Um, and that's so like interesting and new and fun that it just feels easy. Like it doesn't feel like there's pressure on me to remember because you know, if I disappear for a couple of days that I'm thinking about you and it's right. just like, any TikToks that make me laugh and I want to send right. you. <laughs> I'll, I'll be along though when I find them like, oh, my for you page got messed up. Sorry. <laughs> like, that's not, that's, that's almost not funny. Like that's borderline not funny, even though it's funny because every time I end up on like even remotely the wrong side of TikTok, I'm like, what did I do? So much so that I've paranoid Ali started like, if I think a video is funny, I'll go to that person's page to like see other things about them before I like it. Because I'm like, what if I like some right. crazy thing? And then I'm somewhere. And then our for you pages are not identical anymore. And then how will Ooh, we, how we will we like function? In line. What if I accidentally send you something offensive and I didn't know it? Plus things are funny at different times of day. Like I very specifically sent you something yesterday that you, and I was like, that's so generous of you to have found that amusing because that was definitely funnier yesterday at like 1130 at night. But I'm getting into the habit where I'm playing a little bit of like TikTok roulette or something will start and I'll be like, this is so funny. I have to send it to you now in case I scroll away mm -hmm. and like lose it. And then I'm like, oh, I hope it doesn't do anything weird at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. But yeah, though. <laughs> like, I um I saw somebody the other day who uses what's on their for you pages like a litmus test to see how they're feeling. Incredible. They're like, if I if I notice that my for you page is getting like heavier into this kind of content, I know I need to reach out and get support or I need to like have like they were like, I need to have my medications addressed because something's gone weird. I need to like spend more time in nature. I need to invest more time in my hobbies until I notice that it shifted back to where I like it and feel comfortable. And I was like, oh, like, this is so interesting because my for you page, like we were identical for like several yeah. days where I was like, oh, like, this is funny because every single thing you sent me, I had seen and thought, <laughs> did I send this to Rachel or have I exceeded the like acceptable number of TikToks that I should send you? And it was so validating oh. for you to just be like, here are all the ones that you weren't sure about that I also saw and thought were funny. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Then we diverge and I'm like, oh, like this is a lot of like 
hardcore feminists down with men. Like this is a lot of like neurodivergent TikTok and people really struggling and communicating. Like I'm not feeling well. And I'm like, oh, I'm also not feeling well. And this is probably not helping. So it's like the same thing when something comes up and I think it's really funny. Did you know that you can tap something like several times and it'll boost it in the algorithm? Like first of all, no, I didn't. And let's be honest, you knew that I didn't before you asked, because you know that I never know the the thing ever. But I didn't know that because my page also is like feminist down with men like neurodivergent, but I never like connected the two. All I had connected was that since, (laughs) since we've been friends, I have more dog videos on my for you for that <laughs> which I actually am not hating like I'm not hating it but um one of the things you just said you said something uh, earlier about oh like making friends of circumstance and I think I realize I never really got out of that most of my adulthood. And so one question I wanted to ask you, which you always know when I ask a question, I already have a very specific answer of my own because I like, apparently maybe I should be on narcissist. The reason you're worried about that is supposed to indicate that that's not the right place for you. Perfect. Okay. That's much better. Um, So don't send me any tests for that. But I did want to ask you, um, what do you realize now that you are making kind of more authentic relationships aside from kind of being able to shape shift into what people need? Because I definitely have always served a purpose in every space too. Um, Mostly because I just assumed if you served a purpose, then you would be like not disposable and jokes on me because you are. Um, (laughs) Right. And so um, it's not because anybody else over ever comes in and takes over the thing. It's just, they've realized they don't need that service provided to them anymore or whatever. But um, I wondered what your thoughts were about like adulthood friends, because I definitely made friends growing up circumstantially, right? Like I, I never really fit in a space when I was much younger because everybody kind of already had their spaces. And then as we got older and you could be a part of things, I didn't realize (laughs) foolishly that being good at something maybe wouldn't be the popular choice of being involved with things. And I was not a person, I, I don't think most people would say, and I've had this conversation with some of the people I've grown up with that, you know, we're, we weren't besties, but like we were decent friends that I was not a person who like, put that in anybody's face. I just kind of showed up and was. And so like I was a part of musical theater in my high school and I was on the golf team, which you can laugh about that later. And that that's my sport. And like, I was definitely part of things I wasn't good at. Like I was on the cross country team, didn't belong there. I was definitely like bringing up the last I was just there to boost everybody else's self-esteem because they could be like, well, at least I wasn't last. Um, (laughs) You're welcome. And so like, I can see how I did that. And I can see how I did that even growing up and, you know, into my adulthood, how circumstantially I made friends like 
we were at church and my husband had already chosen a church before we ever got married. So that's where we went. And we had like this built-in group of friends, but like only some of the women in that group were welcoming to me and kind and interested. I definitely didn't get invited to everything everybody else got invited to. And my husband was the one who was gone. Like I was the one definitely alone, like not alone because I was single, but like had two roommates or whatever. Like I was alone, alone. Um, and then I had my son very young. Um, and so I kind of have always had this weird group of friends where like people my age weren't in the same space of life that I was. And the people who were, were substantially older than me. Um, which I say now with feelings in my heart about it, because I can remember being like, oh my gosh, they're so old. They're so much older than me. And I'm like, they were like 33, but thanks. Um, (laughs) Okay. Um, But, you know, being a military spouse, we have, my husband flew. So we have this like kind of small knit group of people in his squadron, all the spouses from the people who flew for the squadron, like, that was another source of people. And it's not to say that I would never have chosen any of those people as friends if circumstances were different. But a majority of the time, there were only a couple people at a time that I had anything even in common with, let alone would have had some sort of real bond with. And because of the circumstance that you're in, you do life very hard together as if you were like childhood besties and you're raising your families together. And then as soon as like, just as fast and hard as that came together, one of you moves and, you know, you can tell when the person, I always kind of had this like melancholy, which I like to sit in that feeling anyway, because that's who I am as a person. But like, I always had this melancholy feeling when a, a friend that I had been living daily life with kind of stopped reaching out to me because it meant that they were settled and had found somebody else in their next space. And like, I was sad, but I also couldn't only have a friendship with them. I still needed to like pull myself together and be here with these other people. And so I don't know that I ever knew something really deep about people or something superficial. We just knew how to do daily life together really well. And that's a very different specific friendship. Like I wish that we were closer so we could be like doing a Friday night things with spouses or something, but um, I don't know. It started making me wonder what... I was always just very grateful for those relationships. It never occurred to me whether they were good for me or whether that's what I needed or whether they cared about me the same way I showed up for them. I just was like happy not to be alone, even as an introvert, like being 1300 miles from my family and 20 years old and pregnant requires that you're not just like in a new city by yourself, especially when you've grown up in the woods behind tractors, you know, can't see your neighbor down the street. It just was very much like now I'm in a place where they have more than one lane. And, you know, (laughs) what do you do when you have to get off at an exit and you can't tell like where you're going? And um, I don't know. It just made me wonder, like, what would I have even had any friends if I had been as discerning as I am now? And 
are we really in this place because we've kind of both taken journeys to healing and finding out who we actually are and what we like and what we need and what we want? Or is it just because we've gotten older and you're, you know, you're given kind of breaks at a certain age and like, is that why we're here? Does everybody kind of end up in this place of like weeding out the people or being weeded out yourself? Or I don't know. I know a lot of people who are much older than me who have done no weeding in their garden. Oh, like everybody. There's also that. I think it's a special, I think it's a special thing Mm -hmm. to honor and value yourself enough to say, you know what? I would probably like, I know I would be happy alone because I did that for several years where like, my husband also travels almost all the time for work. Like it's usually just me here living the single life. Um, and so like I was in a position where like I had a therapist and stuff like fine, whatever, but like I was either paying the people mm-hmm. I was talking to or they were paying me because we were working together. And those were the only humans I was talking to. And so I was like, cool, I need to build a life that I am happy with and a life that makes me feel satisfied by myself. It's like the same as what they talk about for dating. Like dating doesn't make you feel happy. Dating adds to your happiness. Finding a partner adds to your happiness. And so when that one friend had moved to where we are, um, I just remember seeing her like waving frantically out my back window at me because she walks her dog like by our house because we're across from the dog park. Um, So she was just like frantically waving at me while I was making coffee. And I was so excited to see her. I like ran outside in my pajamas and I'm like standing barefoot in my garden talking to her over the fence because we're a corner lot. Um, And it was just so like, I was so excited to talk to her. Mm-hmm. We didn't need anything from each other. Like, I feel like as an adult, the best relationships that I've made for myself, like as my new, like settled, I have my whole brain now human, mm-hmm. um, are the relationships where I don't need you mm-hmm. and you don't need me. And we choose to be together because you add things right? Like this one friend had a baby and like, I cannot get enough of her. Like every time I talk to her, I'm like, also like pictures of Superworm. I call her Superworm because she was at the phase of life where she's like not quite crawling when they left. So she was doing the, like, she would like get into the crawling position on like the, like the tabletop position and then immediately face plant into the ground and start like with her arms doing a little Superman thing. And then she would like army crawl like on her stomach to wherever she was going and so superworm is near and dear to my heart but it's like I notice after a couple of days that like life has gotten busy we haven't talked to each other and I like really want to know how she is not because I need a favor not because I'm like curious when she's coming back for like I mean I miss her coffee dates whatever um but it's like I really just want to know like hey like how are you like you're not at your house like are you okay do you need support like I'm going to coffee. I'm thinking about you. Like, did you, did you get those new sunglasses? Like, can I see them? Like, it's just, I'm so interested. I think that's the thing is I'm so interested in her as a human being. Like, I don't need her. I want her, right? Yeah. It's the same with you. Like, I don't need you. Like, it's like, you don't fulfill a purpose for me. Like you're helpful to me. I've asked for your help before you've asked me for help before. Like that was part of us building a relationship with one another. Um, but like, I, like if, for some reason, we had some terrible falling out. I don't need you to be a successful human being. You just add things. 
right? Yeah. Like it's like you're kind of like the dessert of an already fill, like fulfilling and satisfying life. And that's where I think I'm getting this real value out of my adult friendships that I'm choosing and being really intentional about like, are you the cherry on top for me? And if not, I'm not investing all my energy in here because I'm okay without you. Like you were going in a different loop for me. Um, where if you need something and I don't have the capacity, I'm not going to make the capacity. Whereas if you or some of my other friends are like, oh no, I'm having an emergency and I'm feeling tired. Like I will pull it out for you. Right. But I also trust exactly. that if I can't, and I'm like, I love you so much. I'm empty that you would be like, okay, cool. Absolutely understandable. Like I'll catch you next time. Like, yeah. or like here, here is the limit to what I can offer you is respected and valued right? And like cherish that, like, I hear that you're empty and you're still offering me this one thing. And I really appreciate that one thing. It's truly valued. Um, that's the difference for me with these like adult friends of my choosing. And it's interesting because like everyone clicks, everyone is very solid in who they are. And I think that I find that very attractive and interesting as well. Like, okay, cool. Like you're a, you're like, you're a full human. Please tell me what that looks like for you. I'm so curious. Let's kind of like mirror what is happening for me and what is happening for you? What is the same? What is different? Like how do our experiences sort of collide with one another? Um, I noticed that the people that I'm kind of linking up with, I didn't know that we shared such a similar history. And it's so interesting as all these pieces come out. I'm like, wow, we're like the same person in different bodies. How did this happen? In the trauma? <laughs> parallel like it doesn't make sense but it also makes so much sense <laughs> right like I, that's just the trauma <laughs> right <laughs> that it's, fine. Not it's, it's fine. totally fine nobody worry it's yeah and I, <laughs> first of all I um I'm so pleased that you consider me a whole adult and I feel like my time as a theater major has no longer been wasted <laughs> your pants I have met you as a human being that is true for for what we do professionally like the way that we have interacted with each other I have seen your soul and you've seen mine you've seen mine too but like it's a special kind of like and nobody's like I feel like I feel like calling people like full or whole adults or healed or whatever is such a loaded term because no one is done like you're done dead like right right yeah. Like I'm at level 35 of hopefully 110. Like I'm not done. I'm just good enough that I can maintain for now. It's like, I feel yeah. like there's such a thing about this self, like self-help, like personal growth, like it's bullshit. Cause at oh, no yeah. point are you ever done, right? You are always broken. There's always something to fix about you. And I've sort of come into this one phase of my life and I'm like, you know what? I'm actually done fixing for now. What if I just reap the rewards of all the work that I've put in? Like I've made a ton of changes. I've done a ton of personal growth. Like where's the part where I just get to like flower and be like, oh, the sun, this is lovely. Like I want yeah. butterflies. Like I'm here for the butterflies. And when I notice there's a problem or I notice that I'm having like an interpersonal thing, or I notice that there's an area that I want growth in, I'm going to go and do that. Like I have different goals instead of working on me. Like I want to go and get my PhD. I'm going to personally, like, I'm going to grow that way because I'm cool actually. Like I really like who I am right now. And when I don't like that person anymore, or I feel like I've grown past that person, cool. I'm going to level up. And until then, like I'm in maintenance. Yep. Yeah. Until you find that there's something blocking you from, from what you genuinely have realized that you want. And I think part of my like the stage I'm in right now is just 
not really apologizing anymore or not really doing things because that's that's what's expected of me or that's what um that's what I need to do like that's where my uh my commitment lies whereas being friends with military spouses there I have I could rattle off five people to you right now that I love from my time. And even if I don't speak to them frequently anymore, like if they called me tomorrow or I called them tomorrow, I feel like there would be some support or at least a, Hey, I do know somebody near you, which is usually what we, I, I can't help you, but I actually know somebody that lives 20 minutes from you. Um, but I have friends like that from high school too. I have, you know, like two particular guy friends that I know if I called them and I was like, they would come, you know, Um, not just be like, oh, that's really too bad. Um, Let me chat with you for, but like literally would show up at my door to like pack up a house or, you know, whatever. But I was never a, a good military spouse friend because I was good at doing the things we were supposed to do. I was good at having events and getting the things done that we needed for those. And I knew how to speak to people that were much older than me and much more important positions than my husband and I were in. And that's how I was raised. I just knew how to behave in those spaces. But I was not a good military spouse friend, meaning... um, I wasn't going to like go out and have fun at a bar. Well, when I got married, I couldn't go out and have fun at a bar. That's a totally different issue. But like, but like I, I was a good military spouse friend that you, if you called me at four o'clock in the morning that you had a huge leak, I would put my kid in the car to come get your kid to bring them back to my house while you dealt with your stuff. And if I had them four days later and hadn't heard from you, I knew you were coming for them eventually, you know, like I was good. I'm good at showing up. I'm not good at letting other people show up for me. And so I'm like, I wasn't a good mom friend, right? Like I don't fit in with the people that are PTA moms and like really like love momming and, you know, all of, I just am not like that. My kids and I have amazingly close relationships for me having a full grown 19 year old adult person and an almost grown adult, you know, like other teenager, but I don't have like a momming relationship with them. So I was always just out of place, but like I had to be there because that's where my things put me. And now my kids are almost grown they're also grown enough that if they're going to be friends with somebody else, I don't have to like their mom anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, I am in a different space with my spouse where I don't need to enjoy the same group of people in a faith space that he does. I don't even need to believe the same things exactly that he does anymore, which was a different relationship for for us than from the beginning. And like, I don't apologize for having a need anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't expect anybody else to meet it. But if I ask you to, and you can, and you do, I work very hard to not feel badly about it anymore. And I also don't necessarily judge 
when my relationship spans an age group anymore before it just made me feel really lonely. Like if I'm going to have a friend who understands what it's like to have a three-year-old, then my friend at the age of 25 has to be 35, you know, or, um, if I'm going to have a friend that understands what it's like to be 23, then I have to have a friend that doesn't know what it's like to have a partner that you're trying to live life with and responsibilities that mean I can't pop in at 11 PM with no notice, you know? And so I just felt very lonely. Now my friendships kind of well, I don't, I wouldn't say friendships, lots, plural, like I have a lot, because I also am a, a not, um, I'm just not a surfacey friend. I have, I'm real, I'm a really terrible acquaintance. Like you, please don't think that I should just be your acquaintance because like, I can't be, I either need to know all of your trauma or I can't like, know and like, I, there's nothing for me to talk about if I can't talk to you about thing like things stuff our skeletons can't hold hands in the closet for each other (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly and like you know one of my very best friends is in her mid-20s as you can tell I am not in my (laughs) mid-20s and so like although I did have gray hair like way before my, like I've had gray hair since I was two years old. So like, let's not just assume when you see people that look a certain way that they are a certain age, (laughs) but I'm not in my mid twenties. And, um, I've known her since she was 14. Our relationship has changed. And I can remember her like basically turning 21 and me being like, great. So now that I can tell you the things about myself that I couldn't tell you before, you're in for a ride. And sometimes I do just like, I'm like, remind me to tell you about the time in college that I X, Y, Z, and she'll be like, what? <laughs> um, and so, but we went on a trip right before Coco Roro took over our lives. Um, the November before that March, we went um, back home to where my heart and peace and like centered groundedness lives in New York City. She had never been. I'm always the person who brings a friend for the first time to the city. Um, and we went to see a couple shows and like, it was right before Christmas, like the things were out. Like it was definitely the New York of a movie, the movies that everybody, if you've seen a movie with New York in it, right. (laughs) Yes. And I remember us, um, I remember we went to Chipotle and of course in New York city, like, even if you're in like a chain restaurant like that, there's like a lock on all of the bathrooms. So you have to go, like, you have to go be like, hello, I'm an adult and I need to potty. (laughs) Like, if you could please like, give me the code to get into your potty. (laughs) Right. And I remember going, I went in and I peed and I came back out and all my garbage was gone. And I was like, And she had thrown it away. And we had this whole conversation about how in every friend group, we are the mom and how weird it is because if we're somewhere, we always pick the other person's stuff up first and how we'll go someplace and we'll both start picking up the other person's crap. Like we couldn't just pick up our own crap and call it even, right? And it's just interesting. We both often say, it's so weird that you asked me about that or it's so weird that you 
noticed this thing about me or, you know, I just had like a mini existential crisis for the last couple of weeks and I, she barely heard from me, but like that happens and there was no, you're not telling me about the things or why don't I know what's going on or you won't answer me or you're not available for me to, you know, dump my stuff on you. Like, no, she just picked a different friend for two weeks. And when we come back together, we'll be fine. Just like when she's having a thing, I don't live near her. So she has friends that are near living friends that show up and do the things I would do them if I lived there, but I don't. So I can't. And like, if I don't hear from her for a few days, like she doesn't stop hearing from me, but it's not harassment level, like what's going on, you know? And so it just is, it is interesting to feel like you can choose. I think having a choice is really weird. And I finally am in a space of permission to choose because I don't have other commitments sucking up my time well it's like for the first time ever I feel like I have complete autonomy I mean as complete as you can get in in this world well Um, you mean as a it's this different level of trust that I have with people where um like before it almost felt like because they were like I don't want to say superficial but because they weren't kind of linked in this adult level of trust and autonomy, if someone disappeared, it's like, well, why are they mad at me? And what are they doing? And what does that mean about them? And what does that mean about me? Like now it's just like, oh, cool. Like I see you have a life and you're busy. Love you. Hope you're okay. Let me know if you need to talk. Like, I love you. Right. Like, yeah. Different and liberating. And I much prefer it. <laughs> Yeah, because when you're a kid growing up, you're like, well, I have this class with them or I have homeroom with them every day or I have chorus with them every day or I see them at musical practice or at sports practice. And like, whether you're okay or not, you see that person. And as an adult, like, especially with two introverts, that makes it easier to understand too that like, if you've disappeared, I'm going to remind you that you can come to me giving you permission, like reminding you that we do have this reciprocal situation and you no longer have to deal with your own stuff, but deal with everybody else's stuff instead. Mm -hmm. But also like, if we just don't, we'll all be, yeah. Like, I'd like to know that you still exist. Like, I'd like to know that your energy still exists on this side Mm -hmm. for me. Like you're still there, right? Like I shouldn't have gotten your husband's phone number before today to make sure like um we should do (laughs) it's your partner's in case I have an emergency how do I get a hold of your partner (laughs) maybe that's something we should do since we talk all the time and it's probably like your neighbor's your neighbor's number I'm like could you please take a a walk past Amy to the dog park to just see oh my god lately (laughs) (laughs) that would be a scarier thing if we hadn't seen the puppies lately But have you seen the TikTok that is like, um, if you had been kidnapped and you were trying to make everybody believe that you were okay, like what is the note that you would write to make everybody believe that you were okay? And the very first one that I plainly my for you page is very delicately curated because the woman was like, I've gone out into the woods on purpose because I like to pee and poop in the woods. I love to be out in the woods when I have to pee. And I was like, I feel like, so first of all, yes, that feels like you to a T. Um, I feel like mine would be like, 
having a great time. Like, don't know when I'll be back because I like rigidly schedule everything to the minute. Like my life runs like a train. Um, and so if I ever send you a note that says, I don't know what, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna wing it. Like call the police. <laughs> right. It's totally true. But like, one thing about, one thing about these adult relationships and getting to choose who you invest time with and getting to really decide what does my sort of network look like that is supporting me, loving me, whatever. Um, I think one of the interesting things that I've noticed recently, like, because I've been having like a downtime, whatever, like it happens, but when like you and my other friends check on me, like I've reached a point in my life where I say I'm not doing well and no one tries to fix me. Like, Mm. I'm not a problem. Like, I don't need a resolution. Like, this is just, like, you asked how I am. This is how I am. And, like, weird little chicken videos start coming into my Instagram. And, like, weird little puppy movies start coming into my TikTok. And, like, nobody says anything. Because, again, there's that level of trust that if I need something, I'm going to let you know. If I have a problem, I'm going to reach out. Right? And so it's just, like, hey, like, here's silent love. Or I'm just, like, not going to mention it. And here's, like, 21 videos that I found that made me think maybe you'd smile about those (laughs) and I do every time promise (laughs) because I mean if we could if we could petition for anything it's I don't know why I can't react to a TikTok video that somebody has sent me in the message if my one my one choice is to double tap hard it at that noise I'm going to need a skull. I'm going to need a laughy cryy. I'm going to need a rolly laughy face. I'm going to like monkey covering ears. Like what is wrong with people? Catch up. Like I can't send you everything on Instagram so you can react properly. (laughs) I know. (laughs) At least it's not Facebook. The fact that we are not Facebook friends lets me know that we're friends because Facebook and I. Mm-mm. I only have Facebook for work and it's only because it's like attached to my store, like with my recipe books. And it's so that like customers who are having trouble can message me and I'll see it. And oh. like, here's how you download your thing. Or like, no, you can't swap those two ingredients or like, here's the deal with sourdough bread. Um, see, oh. I, like, I don't, so like, here's a fun thing. I don't follow anyone on Facebook. So like you can unfollow your friends so they don't yes. Pop- Feed. that's true I don't follow anybody and it is like the bane of my father-in-law's existence because he posts stuff all the time he's like oh like did you see my post of all these flowers and like I posted a thing like as a tribute to this person or like my sister-in-law did something and he posted about it like did you see the things did you see the things and it's to the point where my mother-in-law is like she doesn't follow anyone on Facebook because of work you cover up her work stuff like she's not seeing your stuff she's like, give it to me and I'll text it to her and I'm like thank you like yes <laughs> it's the funniest thing that because it's constantly what oh, did she see the thing like no she didn't see the thing <laughs> that I first of all I love that also I only have messenger so like mm-hmm. I don't have any superfluous apps on my phone so I'm like the old person who like goes on to my like internet on my phone to check my email. Like I don't even have my email app on my phone because I, and no apps give me notifications. Like 
my like, messenger doesn't give me no situation no notification if you didn't text me or you didn't call me there is nothing notifying me that you have contacted me but i have like three friends that I in like one major one in particular that's in my inner circle that I communicate with on Facebook messenger. Mm. I only, so if I check it on my phone, I only go to the app. I see nothing on Facebook. If I go to Facebook, like on my computer to check my messages, because she sent me something hilarious and I have to send her something back. Um, I only see like the top post. So I only follow like old military spouse friends and like two other people. I don't, I don't see half of anybody else's stuff, but one day, like a decade ago, because here's my age, right? Facebook started for my age group, that's back when it was just for your college. So where Facebook yeah, was just was also for just, you needed a university email to activate. Right. right. So back oh. in the day, that's like, and I wasn't on it then I wasn't on it until like later as an adult, but my mom popped up on my Facebook. And I was like, this can't be true. So I called her to let her know somebody had stolen her identity. And also that I had friend requested her like three weeks ago and she had not responded. And she was like, oh, I had to do that for that volunteering thing. Cause my mom has, was a teacher her whole life. And so when she retired and they moved, she would go and volunteer and do like teaching kids how to read, which is like a very big, strong suit for her. And, um, you know, or work in a classroom with people or like she take the two kids that couldn't handle whatever and she deal with that. And so um, she was like, oh, I had to sign up for it for that thing. And I was like, well, I friend requested you and you did it. And she's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm not going to have friends. She said, well, first, she said to me, we are not friends. Like, that would be weird for me to friend you because we're not friends. And I'm like, okay, well, and that is so then when the Coco Roro happened and she wanted to watch church, like we had to create a because she got rid of it. It's gone. Yeah. Like, I don't actually know how she got rid of it because nothing ever know. goes. And I mean, you can't find her. So we had to make a new thing. And then it was like this whole big thing. It was a whole thing. So like nobody can find her on there because we've like she is like a secret agent mm-hmm. on that thing. And if she only she follows one place. It's the church so that she can watch it online. Like it was so funny. But no, I'm not. I can't with the Facebook. I was a part of like, I got sucked in to stuff that was like, you have to have Facebook groups and blah. And I'm like, nope, nope, I'm not good at that. So is that the end? Yeah, I think so. Oh, so, so then like, so then we're just like done. <laughs>